Chapter 7 The Unveiling of Myself The sense of being myself is an opening in the mind through which we may pass on our return home from the adventure of experience. Imagine you are looking at a watercolour of a landscape under a cloudy sky and your attention is drawn to one of the clouds in the distance which has caught the rays of the sun and is particularly bright. Looking more closely at the painting, you notice that this is the only part of the paper where the artist hasn't applied any watercolour. From a distance, the bare patch of white looks like an object in the painting, a cloud, one object amongst many. But from close up, you see there's no paint there, only white paper. The sense of being myself, or the knowledge I am, is the little patch of white paper in the painting of experience. It seems to be an object in experience, one amongst many. But on coming closer, we see that it is an opening, a portal to our essential being or self, the ever-present background of all experience. The paper is, of course, present not only in the little patch of sky, but throughout the entire painting, just as our own being is present not only in the knowledge I am, but as the background of all experience. For this reason, we say, I am thinking, I am walking, I am breathing, I am eating, and so on. Our being pervades all experience. However, just as the paper is most visible when there is no watercolour covering it, so our essential being is most easily accessed at first through the simple feeling of being myself or the knowledge I am. If we are fascinated by the content of the painting, we will see only trees, fields, animals and sky. But as soon as our attention relaxes, we see the paper. We are in fact always seeing the paper, but do not realize it, due to our exclusive focus on the content. Likewise, when we are absorbed in the content of experience, we seem to lose touch with our being and are thus deprived of its innate peace and joy. Our being becomes so entangled in experience that it overlooks or forgets itself. It no longer shines clearly as it is, open, unlimited, ever-present, inherently peaceful and unconditionally fulfilled, but is coloured and seemingly limited by our thoughts, feelings, sensations and perceptions. The knowledge I am becomes I am tired, I am lonely, I am sad and so on. Experience eclipses being. All that is necessary is to allow being to outshine experience. In a good watercolour, the paint does not completely conceal the paper. It partially covers it with thin layers of wash, leaving the white paper to shine through even the darkest tones, imparting luminosity to the painting. Likewise, no experience completely veils our essential self. 
Our experience lies like a watercolour wash on top of our self, which may, as a result, be partially obscured, but is never completely eclipsed. This is why the sense of being myself remains present even in our darkest experiences. For instance, even when we feel, I am depressed, the I am is still shining there. As Albert Camus said, in the depths of winter, I finally learned that within me there lay an invincible summer. Just as the white paper gives coherence to the many different brushstrokes in the painting, so our being unifies the disparate elements of experience. If it were not for the unity of being pervading all experience, experience itself would be a chaos of fragmented thoughts, feelings, sensations and perceptions. The unity of being shines in everyone's mind as the sense of being myself or the knowledge I am, which is like a portal for one who is lost in experience, indicating the way back to our essential being and its innate peace. Become aware of the experience of being myself or the knowledge I am. The feeling of being myself or the knowledge I am seems to be an experience in the mind, whereas it is in fact an absence in the collage of objective experience. It is an opening to our essential unlimited being, just as a hole in a piece of paper seems to be in the paper, but is in fact an opening onto the vast space within which the paper is itself contained. The feeling of being myself, or the knowledge I am, gives us direct access to the reality of pure awareness behind and prior to the mind. It is the threshold of God's presence. The suggestion that we become aware of the feeling of being myself or the knowledge I am implies that we are not already aware of ourselves, but may become so. However, we are always aware of ourself, just as the sun always illuminates itself. For this reason, everyone has a sense of being myself, although this knowledge is often diluted by objective experience. It would be more accurate to suggest that we allow the feeling of being myself or the knowledge I am to bring us back to ourself from the adventure of experience. The pathless path from ourself to ourself is the essence of meditation and the heart of prayer. It is what Plotinus refers to as the flight of the alone to the alone. We could say that there are two types of meditation, one in which we turn our attention away from the content of experience, and another in which we turn towards it. The first is an inward-facing path, which discriminates between our self and the objects of experience. It is a path of negation, exclusion and elimination. I am not this, not this. In theological terms, it is the via negativa. In the Zen tradition, 
the Great Death. The second is an outward-facing path of openness, inclusion and allowing. I am this, am this. It is a path in which the apparent separation between ourself and anyone or anything is dissolved. It is a path of unconditional love. It is the Via Positiva. It is the great rebirth in the Zen tradition. Usually, it is necessary to embark on the inward-facing path first. For most of us are so lost in the content of experience that we have almost completely overlooked or forgotten our own being. Suffering is the price we pay for this forgetting. It is a call from ourself to ourself, saying, Turn around, come back to me. I am what you are looking for, but you are looking for me in the wrong direction. This separation of our essential self from experience is the inward-facing path in which our being is, in most cases gradually, occasionally suddenly, divested of the qualities it acquires from experience and stands revealed, silent, still, at peace. This path is the means by which we recognize the inherently peaceful and unconditionally fulfilled nature of our being. It is the cure for suffering, the direct path to peace and happiness. The outward-facing path is the means by which we recognize that our being is shared with everyone and everything. It is the remedy for conflict and the means by which kindness, harmony and justice are restored to humanity. Experience itself is not inherently problematic. It is only when we abstract ourself as a separate, independently existing entity or self that a situation becomes a problem. Openness turns into resistance. When we allow ourself to be defined by our thoughts, feelings, activities and relationships, we lose touch with our true nature and seem instead to become a temporary finite self or ego, a separate person. Our suffering begins with that belief. Having tried for most of our life to relieve our suffering through the acquisition of objects, substances, states of mind, activities and relationships, we eventually come to understand that the belief in being a separate person is the sole cause of that suffering. As the prodigal son eventually turns to face his father, so we begin to question the person we seem to be. Who am I really? What do I mean when I say I? Instead of being exclusively fascinated with the drama of our lives, we become profoundly interested in who we are. It becomes clear that our suffering will not come to an end until this question is resolved. At some point, the interest in the nature of I eclipses all other interests. It is like falling in love with truth or reality. As the self we seem to be is divested of the limitations that it appears to acquire from experience, our essential irreducible nature is revealed. Experience no longer obscures our being. Our being outshines experience. 
Just as nothing happens to John Smith throughout the drama of King Lear, so nothing happens to our essential being. It did not previously become ignorant, nor does it now become enlightened. To suggest that a person becomes enlightened is like suggesting that the sun rises in the morning. It is at best a concession to appearances, but more often a misunderstanding. The sun is always in the same place and shining with the same brightness. Likewise, our essential being never undergoes any change or evolution. It always shines with the same luminosity. It is simply concealed and revealed. Just as John Smith freely adopts the character of King Lear in order to experience the roles of husband, father, and king, so we freely assume the activities of thinking, feeling, sensing, and perceiving, in order to participate in the drama of experience. But just as John Smith never actually becomes King Lear, so we never become a separate self or person. Having lost ourself in experience and overlooked our innate peace and happiness, we embark on a search for them in the world, without realizing that all we really long for is to be free of the limitations we have acquired from experience, and to return to our true nature. Nothing we acquire in life, in terms of knowledge, objects, activities, or relationships. Adds anything to our essential nature. Nothing we lose takes anything away from it. It is only when we turn round to investigate the nature of ourself that we find our way back to our inherent peace. After a first glimpse of our true nature, the old habits of thinking and feeling will, in almost all cases, reappear and obscure it. So we will have to return to it again and again until, in time, we begin to be established in our being. We no longer visit it from time to time. We live there. And just as John Smith eventually learns to play the role of King Lear without losing himself in it, so we are able to participate fully in experience without allowing it to veil our true nature and its innate joy. To paraphrase Lao Tzu, thus one who knows their true nature never loses touch with its innate peace, however far they may travel, and whatever they may do.